Hey guys, welcome to the episode of Coffee is for Closers. Me and James today. Yeah, what are we like week six in, in lockdown at the moment? La, 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 la. Getting crazy. I'm desperate for a haircut, as, as are you. You wouldn't know. Just, just wear hats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so today. So I save money. <laughs> what were we going to run through today? Uh, the difference between top performers and low performers. Okay. Interesting. Right. So if you're a sales rep looking to become a top performer or a business owner who's looking to uh, migrate your low performers into top performers, make sure you stay tuned, like, subscribe, hit notification bells, all that kind of good stuff. And then we can cue the intro. If you listen to this podcast, you will make your first million within three years. I'm going to repeat that. You will make a million dollars within three years of the first episode you listen to. We don't want pikers. We're not here to save the manatees. We're here to make podcasts. You really want this. You listen and review. Put that coffee down. All right. So what are the most common traits, first and foremost, that you see with top performers? And then Um, same question with bottom performers. (laughs) I mean... The biggest thing is the mirror, right? I just look in the mirror, see a f-ing top performer. That's how I roll. Uh, <laughs> no, I think the, the biggest difference is uh, one skill, obviously, like skill set plays a huge role. I don't yep. mean talent. I don't mean like, oh, they just have good leads or whatever. I mean like genuine skill set, like they're really good at what they do. Mm-hmm. And then the other is like attitude. You know, top performers solve problems, right? Without being without having to be told there is a problem. And then bottom performers, they just whinge and Ask moan. A thousand questions. That don't Ugh. I don't I have any this? leads. What do I do? Just try hitting the ring button. Yeah. Maybe that'll work. Mate, like it does my head in. The people who, who even can be top performers are people who realize that things are not their fault, but they are their problem. They go out there and they fix stuff. That's just the way it is. If yeah. you're sitting there right now and you're, and you think you don't make money because you don't have enough leads or you know, because the leads aren't good enough or because like, oh, it's just my industry. It's like, no, Ma, there is a guy in the exact same situation as you that's crushing it, living the dream, driving a jet ski. They say money mm-hmm. can't buy happiness, but you can sure as hell buy a jet ski. And have you ever seen somebody on a jet ski that isn't smiling? Ever. I have once. <laughs> that's a Did you run over somebody that. on a jet ski? <laughs> no, but they run over me. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Well, if I ran over you, I'd be happy as shit. So there you go. Yeah, fair point. He didn't mean it though. <laughs> yeah. So okay. yeah, like so, I, I think that that's a it's a huge thing. And then like I think just attitude, you know? Yeah. I think one of the difference, like when I was in business, is the difference between like myself as the top performer in the business and the other guys was like I was just willing to do stuff that they weren't willing to do when they were at the beach or where they were doing, you know, stuff and counting their you know, four figure commission check every month like i was getting five figure and close to six figure commission checks because like not that i worked more hours right like physically worked more hours but i had systems you know behind how to do stuff and like just created creative solutions to problems that i had like that guy who you you know messaged today oh i want to learn math's objection handling system so listen to it 10 times yeah, just like keep listening to it. Where do I get access to this training? 
You literally you saw the video. It. You just watched me do it. That, that was it. <laughs> there you go. Break it down. Like you can pay us a bunch of money to break it down for you, or you can just take action. Like I remember I signed up this one girl to sales training, and she had taken segments of all of the sales training that we had done for free and built her own script. Spot on. Genius. I was like, yep, there you go. That's how you do that. Like, you'll be fine. You're a straight hustler. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, so. that's really like part of the attitude. It's problem solving. See a problem, you solve it. But like, what is oh. sales? It's just problem solving. So like when guys come to me and they're just like, oh, how do I get a job? Or how do I do this? Like, how do I get my first sales gig? Mate, just ask a bunch of people if they want a sales guy. Yeah. Like, there are so many groups you can post in. But like, also, you ask all these questions, there is an entire back catalog of content, not just from us, but from other people that are pretty large in the sales yeah, industry. It's like, do you literally just want me to go through my YouTube and just like send you videos like a little baby bird? Just go through all my hundreds of videos on YouTube. Hundreds, way too many videos. You know, and it's just like, man, like I've got videos on how to get your first sales gig. It's called how to get your first sales gig. Just go watch that. I broke it down. Mm. Why should I have yeah. to repeat myself? I also kind of understand there is a lot of content out there. You have a question, you ask it. So at least it's initiative, you know, what somewhat perceived initiative. Yeah, but like what I would want to see is like, hey, man, I went through your catalog. I watched the video on how to get your first sales gig. I'd love clarification on this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like when I have guys in Sales Sniper that, you know, go, hey, Matt, can I book a 40-minute training session? I go, sure. Almost always, I always say yes. I'm like, yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. Because they work for us. And they go, I want to get better at this, this, and this. Like, okay, what are your stats on this, this, and this? I don't know. I don't know. What do you want me to do, man? Do you want me just to magic you? You're now better. Like, like, give me some hard figures, bro. Like, tell me exactly why and what and how. And then from there, we can work together. That's also what I say to our guys. It's like, hey, if you want to book in time with me, you better turn up with an actual problem that I can't solve that I can solve. Like, I don't want to sit there and have to figure out what the problem is. It's like, you recognize what you need to work on, then we work on it. Otherwise, exactly. can't help. Yeah. Like, it just, it doesn't, it rides, does my head in, to be honest. Then you just waste my time. And the next time you ask, we say no. Yeah. And so, like, I think that big, one of the big differences in, like, low performers and top performers is that it's mainly the attitude of, like, mm-hmm. I'll do everything in my power to self-diagnose and fix and then once I've exhausted all the things that I have at my disposal, I will then ask for help. Mm. Like I will never ever ask anyone for help until I've tried four or five different ways of figuring it out myself. Okay. Except for like you. Yeah, I was gonna say, really. <laughs> but like a mentor, for example. Yeah, yeah, I get right? what you mean. Yeah. Absolutely. Like if I'm getting mentored by somebody, like I'll take what they do and I try and do it perfectly, emulate them perfectly, like emulate mm-hmm. them. Then from there, like figure out why they're doing what they're doing. And then if I have a problem with it, I'll try and do my best to kind of solve it on my own because that's really how you learn. Like really good mentors don't give you solutions. They ask you questions, which make you come up with the solution. Yeah. It's um, usually like, I mean, I had a chat with Barry the other week and said, hey, I like how you did your, your goal setting stuff. Like I've ran through this process. Can you help me out with a template? Because I've I fucked up somewhere here. I'm not sure where. Not sure when, but I've not made the full connection in one certain area, and I need some, I guess, help in recognizing where that is so I can improve it. 
Like, and that, that's building a process for our guys in, in terms of goal setting, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's funny. You go with that, you get, you get a good answer, I guess. Um, yeah. Like that's you know. the thing, right? Like good, good mentors, they really do. They go like, okay, well, like, like I'm, I'm sort of teaching Marco how to coach yeah. at the moment. Yeah. And like, cause he's like, right now it's like asking Roger Federer to explain why he had a forehand on that corner instead of that corner. I just he's did. like, yeah. he's like, cause that was the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah. It's like, just do that. It's not bro. teachable. Right? Do that. Just know when it's the right thing to do and do that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but like, so I was like, when um, I coach people, I go, okay, let's just pause. What was your thought process behind that? And then it's like, what was this? And I go, okay, well, where are you going to go? Why are you going to go that way? What are the possible pros and cons of that line of thinking? And they kind of go, yeah, well, yeah, I guess it's kind of like there's more cons and pros. I'm like, okay, so what should you have done? Like I should have done this. Okay, so why would you do that? Or do this? Okay, so next time when you hear that, what are you going to think? I'm going to think this. Okay, perfect. Mm. Like that's how you teach someone. You don't just go, "Hey, man, you should have said this." Yeah, yeah. I saw the ball coming in on a set angle, and I was in the right position for it, so I hit it back as hard as I could. You know, a a question and answer is only as good as the question you ask to receive it. You ask a question, you get an answer. That's That's exactly right. No such thing as stupid questions. Just stupid people. Just do <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah. So I think like you know to kind of go back like if if I have a look at the guys who have been really successful within our organization, like I don't think natural talent played a huge role for a lot of them. Mm. I think that like to tenacity, wanting to learn. Like you look at someone like Ace, not a very naturally gifted salesperson. No, Sorry if you're hearing this, Ace, but he now he's now a successful sales guy. He's now making over ten thousand dollars a month, which is more money than. He'd ever seen before previously. He's doing really, really well. And he's a proper success story and he'll only get better and better and better. And that process was pure, total determination and hard work. Mm -hmm. And he was willing to do the process. He surrendered to the process and he was like, all right, cool. Like, this is the work that I need to do. Like, and then when he wanted more money, he needed more money. What did he do? He came to us and he said, what are ways that I can add enough value to where I can earn this much money? It was never, hey, give me more comms or, hey, I want a base or I want this or I want this. It's like, what are ways that I can add value? And that's the attitude, I think, of top performers in the long run is people who come in and go like, okay, what do I need to do to get this? And, and having it posing as a question and a problem you know, instead of more of a statement and, and having the, the resolve, like, I mean, at one stage, like when that kid was doing like $500 a day, it was an insane. I think he did 700 in one day. I'd have to ask him. I can't remember the stats, but it was impressive. Um, And that's it. Like you've asked that question and then you've taken the action to do enough volume to make that worthwhile. Yeah. And then we have a look at other success stories like will big success story. You know, top performer for sure. You know, ups and downs. Started off coming and had to learn a totally new way of selling through us. And now he's earning a lot of money. Road as well, you know, had never really done sales before in, in the sort of environment. He'd done some sales like selling mobile phones and cell phones and stuff. And then from there, totally surrendered to the process. Had a phenomenal attitude. Now he's a very successful sales rep. Tony, same thing. Bill, same thing. Sean Wright, same thing. Like all these guys who are successful, who are making 10, 20, 30, 40, $50,000 a month are all guys who enjoy the learning component, apply it, diligent students, and have good attitudes. 
not everyone's attitude is perfect, but I mean, everyone's a human being. So, you know what I mean? But like there are guys who want to be the best and are willing to do what it takes in order to get there and don't see people who are in be- doing better than them as like, oh, they're just in a better, you know, this, this, and this. It's like, wow, that guy must work really hard. Mm-hmm. Like when I see a guy driving a brand new Lamborghini, I don't think he's a quit. I go, that guy must be really good at something. I wonder yeah. what he's really good at. Because you don't get that kind of money to buy those kind of cars unless you're very good at something. Mm. Mm. Selling drugs. <laughs> it's, it's funny how everyone always assumes that, right? But it's not true. Chances are he's a, a very good businessman and investor, right? Like we just bought Semi a $300,000 car. Mm. It isn't here yet, but I'm sure when I get out of that, dressed in t-shirt and jeans and covered in tattoos, I'm sure people are going to be going, look at this fucking killer. Oh, probably. It's like, sweet. I do sell things. Yeah. The fact that when everybody asks me whatever I do, I go, I'm in sales. They go, what do you sell? I go, oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I was saying this the other day. It's like everyone was, you know, especially when they walk past the office. So what do you guys do? Oh, we sell stuff. Oh, okay. You always get that. Ah, oh, it's like. We sell stuff. Right. What do you sell? Ah. Guess I'll let you. <laughs> bit of this and a bit of that. Yeah. Everything. Everything. Yeah. Everything to everyone always. I was at the casino with Marco, like, and uh, Dan, a few months ago, a guy was, you know, with Marco dressed in head to toe with Versace. Versace. <laughs> I'm just sitting there in jeans and a shirt. And uh, we, we had some um, cigars and stuff. And he, he just went shopping at, at Dior and bought a pair of jeans, I think. This guy's like, oh, what do you guys do? We're like, oh, you know, we sell stuff. He's like, oh, yeah, I see. <laughs> I see. What are those? Like $300 jeans? He's like... <laughs> yeah okay i guess <laughs> it's, it's funny but um three, every time three thousand dollar jeans yeah it's crazy like the psychology <laughs> behind people and the assumptions yeah. that they make which ties into this like the psychology of those guys that aren't at that top level what do you think like those guys that you know they might not have the that natural skill set but i didn't though i sucked selling man sucked at it so like, you, you heard me sell like back in the day. I was fucking garbage. It wasn't that bad. God, it was terrible. I mean, you compare my old business partner, now. Lenny was the sales guy in our relationship. I was the marketing guy. He was the sales guy. I had all the mm-hmm. marketing ideas and then I would just, everything would go to him. And then like, I had to get better at it because we were opening gyms. So I, yeah. I got yeah. thrown into that role. We sucked at it. Both of us did. Right. You were way better than me to begin with. And then from I'll there, yeah, well, because you did it more at that other wasteland. Yeah, I had to. And so, and then like from there, we just got thrown into the mix where we, like we were opening the Rockdale gym. We're like, I yeah. guess we're the sales guys now. <laughs> like it was nuts. And we just went and opened it. And then we sold, what did we sell? Like 200 people? Well, it's funny. I told this story the other day when we did it. We sold, like the numbers are a little bit off. We ended up with like 240. I ended up on, I think, 124, and you had like 119 or something. And I ended up just in front of you. And I was like 20 or so in front of you. Then in the a last month. Day. That's a lot of sales. That's in <laughs> yeah. 30 days. It, it was funny because like you were, we were so dead set on beating me that you just texted everyone that that didn't buy i'm offering it to them for a quarter of the price <laughs> just to beat me i was like <laughs> so i was just calling everyone i could on that last day <laughs> amazing yeah, you caught up like 20 spots like instantly i was like 
<laughs> 20 spots but only worth five five people worth of money yeah exactly we should have done it on cash collected <laughs> but um yeah like i mean back at that stage i was selling like eight nine hours a day you know yeah, we, we were sort probably of getting like 20 leads a, a day yeah. oh, i may not realize but you were like you were a really good sales guy like remember when we was okay. the fit, remember it was fitness sales sniper and you were hmm. selling that hormone program in the u.s hmm. yeah crush that one Three thousand dollars for a hormone program. <laughs> you were savaging it. Yeah. So and then and then something happened. Shifts. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I just became like really good at the fitness stuff. Like, yeah, I think um, you just go confident, and then you found Jeremy, and then no, it was way after when I found Jeremy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but like I was doing the fitness stuff, and then all of a sudden, I just started to be able to sell 60, 70 people a month, and like nobody mm. said no to me. And I just started getting my fitness script down. And I was like, all right, I can do this. And then we moved into the marketing, selling marketing. Yeah. I think like confidence and you got a bit, a bit more that you were kind of lacking before. Is you, you just people. started slapping people around. Super hard. Like that that's that's what happened. And because I listened to some of the calls. I was like, Oh, they they're, they're terrible. Terrible, but they are effective. terrible. Like a oh, yeah. sledgehammer. <laughs> mm. And yeah. then, like, because you started getting results, it like compounded onto your confidence. So you went in with like, oh, "I'm closing everyone just with that attitude." Bang, 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 bang. Yeah. Like I, that I was, also could be the help the attitude of like, "I can close anybody." Exactly. And then oh, not man. caring when you don't. Yeah, that's that changed later. Like that didn't come yet, but it was funny because like I remember being on those calls and still closing at a really high rate, and actually thinking to myself, "I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing or saying." Or just wing it, yeah. having absolutely no idea like what the questions I was asking were designed to do, but somehow got away with it purely. He didn't have a script. How confidence. crazy is that? No, never. Didn't have a script. How the did like TJ let idea. us do that without a script? Fucking nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. Anyway, back <laughs> on track. So, like, to the lower performing people, so if you don't have the skill set, like the mindset. It's so much more important because once you decide that oh, I'm just going to make heaps of sales, you just do it, right? Regardless of skill set, because if yeah. you listen to our calls back then, you'd be like, "How did that guy?" Oh, Is garbage! I mean, I remember when I was calls? opening this gym in Chatswood, and we hired four people, and basically the way that we used to do it is like there'd be me and then three or four trainers, and we'd order the sales, and they were yep. so bad at selling because right? none of them ever sold anything in their life. Yeah. That I like I was like right to catch up. <laughs> I was like right, you guys just f-ing tools down, like beat it, and I'm gonna do it all. And then I yeah. got James to help out, and then I was like, man, and it was I was in the locker, and I was competing against gyms because we had four gyms opening at once. I was mm-hmm. competing against the whole team, and I got, I I won. Like we made the most amount of sales, and it was just me. And I literally remember was dialing nine hours a day, six days a week. It was pure. Dip, 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 dip. Yeah, no dip, auto dip, 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 dip. dialer. No nothing. Again, yeah, I don't no. know how they let us do that. Anyway. Terrible. But <laughs> terrible, bro. For the close I would have tripled the revenue of the company. Anyway. I know, right? Um, yeah. I remember. I was just like, okay. I, I figured out, okay, if I get 100 dials, I don't remember the stats, but it was like 100 dials equals this many conversations. This many conversations equals this many sales. I need to make this many sales per day. And I was like, sweet. All I have to do is extrapolate that out and I'm good to go. And, and it then was you so- looked at the numbers. You're like, 
that. And so I, I think I had to make like six sales a day. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was something along those lines because my KPI was 250. No, it was more. My KPI was 250 and we had 21 days to do it. So I had to make, I think, like 11.5 sales per day. Do you remember how many you made total? Oh, yeah. I made like just under 250. I just missed KPI. Mm. Three weeks by myself on that one. Not good enough. But then I savaged the next round and got like 180 to the next round. You probably should have trained the guys better. <laughs> oh, mate. They were so bad and so yeah, lazy. Especially that, especially that guy whose name starts with an S, right? So ends lazy. Ashton. Yeah. <laughs> starts with a seven, um, ends with an Ashton. Well, so I mean, lazy. Like, so well, they were all lazy. Like this, right? But they had no, like, they had no reason not to be. Exactly. One, wasn't a sales guy at all. They were trainers. Never should have put trainer. him in a position. And they made them do sales. It's like, could you imagine, like, one, hating that? That changed. Uh, uh, that changed after that. It was like no more trainers doing sales. Mm-hmm. And then we moved That's to full time sales. We uh, got them to hire people and they hired Marco. That was rough. Anyway, rough, let's get back on track because we've got. But no, it's not. It's, it, it, you anyway. know, it makes sense. It's because like I was in a sales position and I had a KPI. Instead of whinging and bitching about it, I just went, well, I guess this is what I have to do. And I just did it. Yeah. Yeah, could you? You know what's funny? I didn't have a skill set. I didn't have anything. I had an Excel spreadsheet that was updated by somebody else, not a Google sheet, an Excel spreadsheet that was emailed to me once a day with the new leads. (laughs) And then I had to reformat that to be readable because they were morons who couldn't format a spreadsheet correctly or couldn't figure out that you can just put it on Google and have a zap that does it automatically. I don't know how we had a person who's on staff as a Westerner on staff doing that every day. It was fucking outrageous. It was. Still the same way today. You know what's funny? We meet so many people that are in the exact same position as you. And we look at them and go, are you But How do you let this happen? And it's only just hit me. It's like, well, I kind of get why now. When you've never had anyone there like running that business that knows what they're doing or can actually teach you how things should be done. You systematically suck because you had no idea how to train a bunch of sales dudes and you inherited a bunch of guys that weren't sales guys. And that's yeah. But then as soon as we started fitness sales sniper, what did we do? We were like, there's got to be a better way. And then immediately found an order dollar. And then I immediately put together a training portal member in that Facebook group. I put together a training portal in the unit section I shot oh, yeah, all these yeah, videos yeah. and I, was, I wrote a script. I was like, this is how you do it. The first thing I did was training videos, a script, and an auto dialer. And you it was just like game changer. You know what's funny? They still use the videos that we made for them as the training tool, their stuff. Oh, really? Sales? Yes. Garbage. <laughs> Someone told me, I had a guy maybe th- three months ago message me. He's like, oh, I work at this company now. I said, do you work for them? I saw you in there. I was like, nope. I was like, they must be still using it. Because yeah. if I look back on those videos, I was just like, I don't know why I said what I said, because that makes no sense. <laughs> well, I, mean, I still own I still own like 5% of that company. So. Sucks for you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I'll invoice you for him. all my super. <laughs> I feel sorry for him these days. Yeah. Anyway. I've gone past um, being angry and to be pity. So we know what a, a good sales rep does. <laughs> 
What about Fucking, you know, man, the, the guys that, like, what, yeah. what do you come and see as white people? The rest of the sniffing little don't do anything about their problems. Well, there you go. <laughs> That's it. I also think that guys do do things. They just do the wrong things, right? We get a lot of guys that. I can't fix stupid. They'll, they'll um, join an APQ. They'll do stuff with us. And the biggest thing that I, I see guys missing is like the conceptualization and the understanding of what they're doing. Like I mentioned, I had no idea what I was doing back then. But you see people, like they'll try and copy you. They'll try yeah, and okay. Copy but this is the thing though. Like they don't try hard. So this is, this is the thing. This is why I get really these people. No, because they don't actually try. Like when I, I can't underestimate, like it's so important to actually try. So like when I was running any PQ, printed out that script and I read it thousands of times, thousands and thousands. I was like, just read it over and over and over and never even used it in a sales call for like three months. Mm. Because I was like, I'm not good enough at this yet. I'm not good enough. I have a, I have a system. I had my six call close. You know, my, my sorry, my, my six question close. Mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. that system that was working, had flaws, but I was like, I know that works. I can't transition. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And I just, man, I just like, just immersed myself in it and was like practicing and practicing and practicing. And then like was asking Jeremy heaps of questions and like I was really immersed into it and I really, really tried to memorize it and then understand. And then from there, like, I just did like a year's worth of training in two months because I just immersed myself so deeply into it. I watched that yeah. portal, the seventh level portal, which is way less comprehensive than the one it is now. And I just watched it and watched it and watched it and watched it. The little back book of questions, I printed it out. I read it and read it and read it and read it. The flow charts, printed them up, put them in my office. All the, the cards that have like the, the sequence of the sale right? Memorized them flashcards and then put them up in my office. And as I went through sales, I was like, okay, situ- connecting question, situation question, problem, mm-hmm. solution awareness. But that had my script, had it up, practiced it, practiced it, practiced it, practiced it. And then I got good at it. And it's like, I asked people, I'm like, hey, how many times have you, like when we did the internship call, I was like, okay, you guys have been in, you've had this script now for, for eight weeks. Who here has read it 50 times? One no, guy raised their hand. I was like, what the wrong with you guys and i got real angry like are you guys like are you sales professionals or are you sales amateurs i was like what would you say to a pitcher that is trying to get recruited as a you know professional baseball pitcher and just hasn't thrown a ball in six weeks because he couldn't be bothered it's pathetic it's 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 also like the typical people that have the time to go through that but dude, like you just print it out, read it 20 times in bed before you go to bed. It honestly yeah, so takes like, five minutes to read the script. Yeah. Like for me, repetition and immersion works good. Like if, if I, um, I'll works listen well for to, everybody. Yeah, it does. I listen to books on, um, Blinkist, which is just like a recap. I'm like, yeah. yep. Okay. I like the concept of this. I'm going to listen to the full book. And then if I l- like that full book, I'm like, there's a lot more to learn from this. I'll get like a hard copy, highlight it and write notes. And then from there, it's like the third time I've read it, everything starts to seek in and it starts to connect. And that's where I come up with ideas. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's yeah, just, find yeah, how you learn. yeah. Like the guys just, they don't, no one tries. Like mm. if I'm perfectly honest, I could, we could break down the guys who are successful and the guys who aren't by who tries and the yeah, guys who don't, don't try. They just don't try. They think they do and they don't. Like mm. just the case, like snipers, man. Like when I was in snipers, f- used to shoot. Oh, 
I imagine it was a lot. <laughs> like unbelievable amount, like tedious amounts of shooting, right? Not Especially when you're in like an advanced, like when you're in like a counterterrorism role, right? Like when you get into the tag tactical assault group, like the validation is you have to be able to shoot someone in between the triangle, between the eyes and the nose, walking at a hundred meters while walking. Like you walking or them walking? Me walking. Yeah. Okay. Right. That's difficult. At a hundred meters with an M4. That's Shot, bro. That is harder than any thousand meter line or fifteen hundred meter line. That's a difficult shot, and you have to nail that every time, first time. So, like, you practice it tens of thousands of times. Like, by the so by the time you get to validation, and by the time you have to do it in real life, like it's just instinctive. Yeah, and it's like that's how I learned. Like everything in the army that we did, we just learned by hey, do this a and have somebody watch you do it. Yeah, like, and make and point out where you're not going right. Because like, if you're shooting, like I'll give you an example. If you're shooting at two kilometers, right? Or you, I'll use one kilometer because one kilometer is to me not that difficult a shot, right? But I'll tell you the tolerances, right? If your barrel is one millimeter to the left of the very very center of that target, one millimeter, you will miss that target by one meter. Mm. At two k's. You miss it by two meters. At three k's, you miss it by three meters. At a hundred meters, you miss it by a centimeter. Right. So you go from here to here to here, <laughs> the same barrel position. So you can imagine one millimeter at the end of a barrel is not very much. So if you shoot someone in the face at a thousand meters, you've had like a nanometer of variation. That's crazy. The only way that you get that good is by doing that an awful lot because you got to shoot in between heartbeats because when you're lying down and your heartbeats, it moves you up and down. You go, so you got to slow your breathing down and you go, all right. Like, it's it's pretty scientific. And then the wind and everything. It's like beta blockers and stuff like that to reduce heart rate when shooting. No, you just breathe. Control. It becomes like a really rhythm. You just kind of get into the rhythm of it. Like you, just know, you just know how to do it. And everyone has different shooting positions because I'm super flexible. So I can have really, really flat shooting positions. Other people mm. like Mooney in the other office is the anti-flexible. So he has to have really different shooting positions because you have to lie flat. There's not much stuff, but like uh, when we'll sort of wrap it up here because we've been going for a while. But like, I honestly feel if you have a good hard look at yourself right now and if you're running a sales team or if you're a member of a sales team and you're like man like why is that guy crushing it it's like well what are you actually doing to crush it mm-hmm. or are you just a whinging sniffing little bitch that doesn't really work that hard and that's fine you're more than welcome to be that way there's nothing wrong with that to be honest it's just, just you claim know, you want more exactly and some people want to want more you know but it's like, are you actually really ready to do it? You know, like to be the guy in the lead is hard, like, because there's no one setting pace, you know? And so, like, you're running like against yourself. Like yeah. And so, yeah, like, I think that's the real take home is, you know, the difference between guys who are crushing it and guys who aren't. First of all, skill set, fine. You can buy skill set, you can learn it. You just got to really get into it. But the real thing is just the people who really, really try. I think. Mm. And I, yeah. you can see that because, you know, like, how, dude, how much does Marco read? Yeah, like, it is yeah. fucking insatiable. He, he reads more than me. 
It's insatiable. Yeah, it's crazy. Like it's madness. It's too, too, too much. Yeah. It is. He develops too much. Same with Bill. Bill does shitload, man. Yeah, to the point where it always comes negative because yeah. there's so many. Good Josh Sweetums has dissected every single sales call and training I've ever done, and he has his own master document of all of my resources that he's collated. That's yeah. why I like his style of selling so much. That's why I speak so highly of him. It's, it's completely just, subconscious, but he yeah. is me. Yeah, yeah. He sells See, exactly like, how I sell. I think like you just got to work in that, that muscle memory, like on those scripts, as you mentioned, because you need to be able to relay that when the pressure's on, i.e. someone gives you an objection that's hard to overcome. Yeah. Like what I want you to, to do to go to those. Yeah. What I want you to do is if you're struggling for the next month, Work as hard as you possibly can. Work as hard as you think the person you admire the most does. Yeah. Do what they do and then then have a look at your results. And I guarantee you they'll be pretty good. But on that, I think we've had enough. That was a good rant. That's a good point to start. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and notification bell. Yeah, no, I don't give a (laughs) getting slammed for now. (laughs) I slapped a guy right today. Um, Yeah. I have have Um, multiple. All right, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only.